This episode is HIPAA compliant. Let's see what we got here. I got uh, these two came from a guy who came in uh, a couple months ago. I remember when he came in. Okay. He comes in quite often. He brought in a couple of these folio books. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just looked for this book the other day. I couldn't remember where it was. I'm going to put this over on the counter. I want to look at this. How about this? No. Okay. I don't remember. That's Clyde. He's the owner of the legendary used bookstore, Baldface Books. We were walking around the shop, and I was asking him where he'd gotten various books. Oh, now these, I remember where these books came from. All these. All these came from uh, one guy. He uh, lives up uh, north a little bit. He comes in a few times a year, brings in a lot of very interesting books. I can point out a lot of the stuff. All these came from him. I was putting Clyde through these paces because I'd gotten a book in his shop, and I really wanted to know where it had come from. But you have to remember, uh, a lot of books come in from a lot of different people. At different times? At different times, so yeah. you don't know how long this was no, here? No, no. Right. It was some things I can remember. And other books I get from uh, warehouses. Like yeah. this book here came from a warehouse down in Massachusetts. Okay, okay. And I do remember like that kind of thing. So you could just make up a story, though, if I was telling you... Where this come oh, from? Uh, oh, absolutely. I'm not telling you that you need to do that, but you could have. Oh, uh, of course. I oh, have uh, absolutely, yeah. Right. Well, typically, I, I'm, right. a, I'm a truth teller. Okay. Uh, that's that's my my uh, my sub job. Do you know where this came from? Microbes. Came from the shelf right there. You just picked it up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who brought that in? We played this game for a little while, and then it was time to get down to business. So I showed him the book in question. Now I'm going to show you this book that okay. I acquired here in your shop. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where did you get it? No idea. And so, a lot of times it'll have their name in there. So this one doesn't. Okay. No name. Yeah. But I open this up. Yeah. And I see this. Oh, yeah. What do you see here? I see something that was the beginning of a Chinese hexagram. Uh, How do you mean? Well, a lot of times when you watch, when you see Chinese painting, yep. they start with a couple of strokes, yep. and then they continue down here, and then you have the whole thing. I think they just started okay. with with two semicircles right. over here. That's the beginning of it, like this. All right. And then they're going to go down here and, and make uh, more, or it's even of above. This, I believe, represents where we are on Earth. And this is the land above, the world above, the world to come. This is the world to below where we actually came from. This is the here and now at this moment. Wow. And it's done that way so that it's unfinished. So to finish it, you go to the world above, the world to come. Or to finish it, you return to the world below or okay. death. That's why this was, I, I, think, I, think, it's, I think it's beautiful actually. Right. Yeah. And I love the way it's done in sort of pink. Yeah, it's nice. So I have this little used book with this mysterious pink symbol in it. And the symbol's calling out to me. I want to know who put it in there and why. But before we get into that, let me tell you a little more about the book itself. It's a small, spiral-bound copy of the dsm 4 In case you've never heard of that, I'll let Clyde tell you about it. Well, the DSM-IV is a manual that that lists all the 
psychiatric conditions okay. for if you're going counseling, social work, that kind of thing. Right. You have to know what all the um, problems that people can have, how they manifest themselves, what you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. this is the how to diagnose those a manual that goes with the, with the big huge manual. This is like a reference manual. Yeah, so. A little pocket one. Yes, you need that's right. To yeah. Keep it in your backpack or something. Yeah. Keep it in your car. That way, if you're out <laughs> and around and you run into somebody like you, you know what you know how to solve the problem. I don't know about solving that problem, but here we are. We're looking at a miniature version of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, better known as the DSM, and it's the DSM-4 because it's the fourth edition. I guess they keep coming up with more disorders. And the book's full of codes and descriptions of illnesses and disorders, but my copy has this symbol in it, and I have to know who put it there and why. But where to begin? Where to even start looking? I figure first I need a profile, like on those crime shows. I'll work up a psychological profile of the perpetrator. So I've got this item, and I know it's not a normal service of a psychologist to make a profile of a person based on an item, but because of the nature of this item, it might seem relevant. Sure. Something like that. Yeah. So first I'm just going to show you the item. I don't want you to open it up. Sure. All right? Okay. So. This is Dr. Usger Akbas. People usually call him Dr. Oz. He's a licensed psychotherapist. He's got decades of experience working with people in all sorts of settings. And I just handed him the book. Just tell, just me, look at the top. tell me what that is. Oh my God. <laughs> Diagnostic criteria from DSM-4. Okay. The old, the former psychiatric Bible, yes. basically. Okay. Okay. I have some idea what it's used for, but maybe you as a professional could, could just tell us. Well, I think it's basically, okay. you know, it's like what Bible does, okay. you know, in this case. <laughs> well, for, you know, clinicians, it's just yeah. basically how you diagnose the criteria and the symptom clusters that you diagnose conditions, which right. I have an allergy um, towards normally, but um, um, but it, it, can, it can come actually very... Handy at times, but okay. that's what it does. We're going to look at page 155. Okay. Right. And you can tell me what... Oh, my God. What do you see? <laughs> um, I see an imprint of lips, and presumably they are... That's based um, on the color yes. lipstick. That's right. It's a lip print, not a Chinese hexagram. Old truth teller Clyde was messing with us. There's a bright pink lip print on page 155 of my copy of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 4th edition. And we're here to find out what kind of person would put it there. All the uh, previous experiences that we all have in our culture is associated with mostly women. Yeah. So my, I'm being very careful of my mind is where mine is going. So yeah. First assumption is they're women, right? But then, so I'm trying to kind of like see how this was done. So maybe it, clearly it's not pressed lips. It's kind of an open lips. And either someone wanted to leave a message maybe, or they were simply, they ran out of tissue to get rid of, you know, access um, lipstick and they just kind of used a random page. Is that really a plausible theory in your mind? Not really. This okay. is the, this is the first things that are coming up. Like, okay. why would anyone? 
Then, of course, if the second ladder is the case, yeah. what kind of a clinician, you know, who would carry this and then would then use it for this purpose? Right, right. Of course, assuming it's a clinician. There would be more prints probably in there. I know. I'm, I'm not going one. ahead. So yeah, you told me that not, okay. not to look. So I'm looking at, it's interesting, it's on, on the page that des describes brief psychotic disorder under shared psychotic disorder. So it says marked stressors, of course. There you go. Wow, this could be a lot of things. Yeah. But someone was kissing one page of a book. Yeah. That book. Uh-huh. What can you say about them? Even if you're just hazarding wild guesses. Oh, it's that's going to have to be the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if this book, you know, all kinds of criteria that they can fit, if this book belongs to them. Yes. Or if this actually belonged to someone that they know. Right. If this simply they don't even know um, who owns this book and they just happen to have access to it at the time. Right. Or maybe as a prank. I don't know. So the question is, what kind of a person would do this? I, well, I'll just tell you what I thought. Like, okay. I imagine someone had this book and gave it to someone else. Or maybe knew it wasn't theirs and they went in and kissed it, sort of, as to send a message to the owner. Okay. Something like that. That's my thing. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a kind of a romantic version yeah, yeah. of it, right? <laughs> right. So, but why this page? Um, <laughs> right. So, if, for example, let's go with, you know, I'm trying to also be not, you know, uh, kind of stick with gender... Um, um, profiles here, but let's say, let's assume this yeah. is a woman, and let's say with your theory, it's a, a man, is yeah. a clinician who owns this. Yeah. Um, is this person working with psychotic disorders a lot, and their partner know that, hey, they kind of go to that page most often, <laughs> or right. then, but then if they work a lot with that, they must know the criteria, why would they ever go there? Right. Um, yeah. This is so interesting. You're like sending in leaving a note for someone in their lunch bag or something. Yes, that, that would be so... Yeah, my sweet. It, it would be very sweet. And this is, I think, we'll, I don't know, if this were me and if my partner left <laughs> me a note like that, I'll be a little weirded out at first, but I'll also like it. It's like, right. And right. part of me will go, is this them? Or <laughs> yes. who ends up kissing my book? So that's the question. Who kissed my book? Why'd they kiss my book? Would I ever find them? Dr. Oz made me aware of many different possibilities. He thought of angles I never would have. If he gets tired of therapy, I think he'd make a good detective. This is a very great question, like all oh, so many possibilities. But I'm thinking like if you if, if I were to kind of really go with maybe really out there theories. Yeah. Alright, could this be a stalker? How so? What if this is someone who knows um, that this person is a clinician, the one that they're stalking? Okay. And who knows? Even creepier are are more difficult if somehow um, they had a previous relationship, maybe, I don't know the extent of it, but uh, what if that's a message? Yeah. What if they were diagnosed with brief psychotic disorder 
And that's basically reminding them that I'm around and I know where you are. Yeah. I get your book. Look. Yeah. I got it in your house. Yeah. Whatever it is. Creepy. So I'm thinking, like, when I saw it, it's pretty pink. Yeah. Like, almost really uh, bright pink. So then, of course, in my mind, I went back to 80s. Yeah. But this wasn't around in the 80s. Who would wear super pink, right. um, bright pink lipstick? Um, I guess anyone. Stereotypes comes to mind. But at the same time, assuming if this is somebody's, like this is a, you know, between two people who actually share a relationship and it's safe and maybe they, it's a part of the fantasy. Right. Who knows? So, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a color that you don't see that often. So I assume maybe a younger person or someone who's trying to be a little bit risque out of their own element, attempting to please their partner. Maybe it's a part of a fantasy system. Then again, and some people could be wearing this, you know, and can tell me, what the hell are you talking about? That's what I wear every day. Right. But it's something that I don't see that often. It does look sort of like a singer yeah. color. Yep, very much so. It's literally, it's pop as in, it also pops out. Yeah. Right? For sure. Um, yeah, I have, you know, I would, it, it also may be just, I wonder if there's a significance to it. You know, is this the color that that person normally would normally wear who left the mark? Right. Or is this kind of a significance of they're just leaving? Because I'm, I'm trying to think, like, what, what kind of, what emotions or um, thoughts this color would, you know, um, bring up in someone. And it's it's pretty provocative. Yeah. So, um, so I assume it is about... I wonder if it's also the time, um, maybe it changed the shading, but pro pretty unlikely, probably. Yeah, I don't think so. Toxic yeah. pigment that never fades. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. I hadn't expected all these possibilities. We talked about others we don't even have time to go into here. In addition to setting up a meeting with Dr. Oz, it also advertised on Craigslist in the Missed Connections section. Here's my ad. Did you kiss my book? M for W. This summer, I got a book at Baldface Books in Dover, New Hampshire. It's a small reference book of sorts. I'm not going to say what it is because if you kissed it, you should already know. You left a lovely lipstick print on one of the pages. Why this book? Why this page? Who are you? If you've ever kissed a book or acquired a kiss book, even if it doesn't relate to this book, I'd like to hear from you. I'm writing a story about this. And if you're the one who kissed this book, then I really want to hear from you. Thanks. I got a few responses. Andrew said, Yep. Tom said, Any chicks? Two. I wasn't sure what that meant. Did it mean it could be any chicks? Because chicks always kiss their books? Or did it mean, did I get any chicks with my ad? And what was that two all about? I wrote back, I'm not sure what you mean. Tom replied, Hey. Then I got an email from someone named Luna Rose. 
If it's a spell book with dark red lipstick, I'd like it back. To which I replied, Can you tell me what you mean by a spell book? It was a book of shadows. It contained spells and potion recipes. Luna, sorry, this isn't a spell book. It's actually a copy of the DSM-4, a psychological and diagnostic guide. I have no idea why someone would kiss this thing, but I'd love to hear a little more about your spell book and why you kissed it. In any case, I hope you find it. Yeah, that is a bit of an odd book to kiss. <laughs> it was a book of different spells that were passed to me from a high priestess. The page that I kissed was a fertility prayer. I recited it daily for two months before finding out I was pregnant. Having suffered several miscarriages in the past, I continued the prayer multiple times a day. I now have the most amazing 12-year-old daughter. I kissed the page the day I gave birth. Wow, there's stuff going on on Craigslist misconnections. I'm not sure how I feel about the crowdsourcing approach to detection, but I certainly learned a lot. Oh wait, there was one more. Jim said, How about a lip print on your... All right, Jim, we get it. Next, I decided to focus on the lip print itself. Could it help me find the answers I was looking for? There's now uh, over 100 things I look for in a lip print, and they're 80 to 100% accurate. This is Jilly Eddy. She's the author of Lipsology, the art and science of lip reading. Now retired, she collected and analyzed lip prints for nearly 38 years. What I want to talk about is your gourmet lip split. <laughs> Sounds good. Gourmet lip split. You have an enormous one, Danny. Now, what this is, is if you, you look at the inside edge of the lower lip, see how it makes a V? I mean, it's so distinct. And I mean, in, in just about everything that we be talking about, there can be extreme, there can be slight, there can be just in between. Um, and they all mean a little bit different. But yours is an extreme which tells me this about you, that you enjoy food. You like food. You could be a great cook, or at least you hang with people who are good cooks. And and uh, you, a lot of what you do is an enjoyment around being with people and, and, um, and in, enjoying a meal. And it also speaks to you being um, having a very romantic, sentimental side and that, that you know about flowers and candy or or being being sweet about different occasions if it's an anniversary or, or a birthday. And if you don't, don't make me look bad. Julie analyzed my lip prints first because she wanted me to see how accurate her readings were before we looked at the mysterious lip print in the book. How did she get my lip prints? I've never worn lipstick before, and I went to... Uh, <laughs> I went to the health food store and got some Burt's Bees fuchsia lipstick. Wanted to be stylish, and then I uh, I don't tell my partner who what I'm doing the topic of the podcast on. I don't reveal it because I like her to uh -huh. just hear it and enjoy it. <laughs> so she was in the house, and I had to secretly go put lipstick on. And then I realized, like, wait, how am I gonna kiss this paper? So I <laughs> I put the paper against the wall and just kissed the wall. <laughs> you know, I thought if it was against a pillow, it would be too soft and they wouldn't show up. It's like, I hope she doesn't come in here. <laughs> well, that's absolutely right. I love that how thorough you are in your thinking about this. 
I sent Chili six lip prints of mine, and I learned a lot about myself. The wideness tells me that, that you are open-minded, that, that you like to hear about different things. You like, you like to uh, not form an opinion un until you have heard different things and done your research, uh, which you can't say that about everybody, right? Right. Some people, some people think they know. Right. Okay, so it all tells a story. You're complicated. <laughs> yeah. It's showing me when you have dark lines on the inner edge of the of the lip prints of where it has the the information funnel, it says it's your privilege to confidential information. Mm. That there's a lot of things that you know um, that if someone tells you it's confidential, it's not supposed to go any further. Um, I could trust that you. We talked about me and my lip prints for over an hour, and then we got to work on the mysterious lip print in the book. What was that person like? Would I learn anything that would help me find them? Again, here are some flashpoints from a much longer conversation. When I look at the, the opening there, I would say that they've been kind of holding on to the way things are, and yet knowing that they have some major changes that they um, are going to be having to go through or that they're thinking about making all these different things. So this person with the mysterious lip print has to be, in my opinion, um, a very a, a very successful person in their own right, uh, probably well-known in their community for how they contribute uh, to, the, to the community um, in some way, either volunteering or by getting out their checkbook um, indentation. Slight indentation says that this person is an excellent negotiator, that they be your private side. This says that the person is putting a lot of energy into something that not everybody knows that they're doing. And, and if Okay, now, pay close attention to this last thing. Then when you have that dark line on the lower inner edge of the lip print, it says that the person has a protective energy of their feelings. And they don't let people get too close to them until they know them well. Uh, they don't want to have their feelings hurt. Um, they, they, this person could be difficult to get to, to get to know or to get close to. This person could be difficult to get to know. That was becoming readily apparent. The more people I talked to, the more possibilities there were. In the meantime, I'd gotten another response to my Craigslist ad. We did not kiss the book, but we were doing a piece on misconnections on our podcast. We were wondering if we could ask you a few questions, as we would like to feature this misconnection with a little more information. Our podcast is called Two Creeps and a Microphone. Two Creeps and a Microphone? Okay. I'd spoken with a psychotherapist, a lipsology expert, the bookstore owner, I'd corresponded with random dudes and spellcasters on Craigslist, and now I was supposed to talk to two creeps and a microphone. I wasn't really about to do that, was I? Hey, can you hear me? Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, you got through. <laughs> That's good. So... I was helping a friend clean out a bookstore. Uh, he owns the bookstore. And he was closing up shop, and he was just giving me all these books, and we were kind of laughing and taking books off the shelf, throwing them in bags and stuff. And, 
and just talking about how crazy we all were for doing this. And um, I got this copy of the DSM. Do you know what that is? No, I have no idea. Right, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for uh, Psychologists to Diagnose People. Like It describes all the different uh, disorders you can have in your mind. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, maybe we can find out what kind of crazy we are. So I open it up, and then there's a lip print right on the page that I open. I'm like, oh, my God, Clyde, where would you get this book? Because he's the owner, and he always knows where stuff came from. He's like, I don't know, but we got to find out. I did um, email one person that the guy, the bookstore owner, I said, could it be this woman that dropped off this batch of books? And he's like, I don't think so. And uh, she had some crazy story that maybe she kissed it by accident. But I think she just wanted to be part of the story. Oh, no way. That's yeah. that's riot. You know? <laughs> you have a lot of people wanting to be part of the story. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's pretty odd. It uh, is. It's such a benign yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, if anyone ever finds the person, I can't imagine they do. I think it's more of like a role play thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But some of them are like, I, you were two people behind me in line at Aldi's. Right. You were buying condensed milk. Smiled <laughs> at me. You know. If, yeah. If this is you. <laughs> I think. I think what. Uh, what really. I think my favorite part about looking at them is so many of them. Um, they say, yeah. If it, if you if it, to prove it's you, tell me what. Color scheme shirt like I was wearing. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, what makes you think that yeah, other that person would change so much attention yeah. at all? <laughs> right. It's so strange. But in my case, the per- I mean, it's the same story. I'm like, if you <laughs> kiss this book, you will know which book it is. Like, Have you gotten any odd response? I mean, we responded to your listing, but have you gotten any other responses? Yours was by far the oddest response. <laughs> it was great to chat with Abby and Sam on their podcast, Two Creeps and a Microphone. I'm a fan. They're very funny, and I hope you'll check them out. The episode I was on with them is called Missed Connections, and what you just heard is just a tiny snippet of that episode. They really get into it, and it's gangs of fun. Like Sam said, you have a lot of people wanting to be part of the story. And guess what? Dear listener, whether you want to be or not, now you're part of the story. Because sometimes soon when you're talking with someone or just thinking about someone, someone you know, maybe someone you just met, you might ask yourself, could they have done it? Could they have kissed my book? Reasons, theories, stories, all sorts of stuff will pop into your mind. But if you think about it, what we're looking at It's just an ink blot, like a Rorschach test. And all these stories and scenarios and theories, they're not coming from the ink blot. They're coming from us. These are our stories. Thank you, Clyde, for sharing your truth. 
Thank you, Dr. Oz, for going out on so many limbs. We all know your analysis was for entertainment purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not contain anything liquid, perishable, fragile, or potentially hazardous. Thank you, Jilly, for the in-depth analysis and insight. Jilly's at Lipsology.com. Thank you, Andrew, Tom, Jim, and Luna for the Craigslist intel. Thank you, Christina Martin, for playing the part of Luna. Thank you, Abby and Sam. Everybody's going to check out Two Creeps in a Microphone. Thanks to my supporters on Patreon. You know who you are. Look on there for some extra stuff from this episode just for you, including pictures of the lip prints so you can make a positive ID. And this awesome music here is a song by John Worthy and the Benz. Thanks for letting me use it. Look them up. They are great. This song has words. I'm going to put them back in now. And now I believe it. This feeling that love is just fleeting and always a fading away. But when we conceived it, you know we believed it. In time we felt everything slipping away. And now I am dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. I love the way it's done in sort of pink. Yeah, it's nice. What, yeah. what if you hold it this way? Does it suggest anything? Makes no sense. No. <laughs> Why? Does, does it mean something to you? This, this appears to me to be a lipstick print. <laughs> well, apparently I'm much deeper than you are you because uh, because that, that is a very surface interpretation of that. It's true. But uh, if that's where your mind goes, uh, that that's up to you. Well, uh, I prefer to live on a little higher plane. No reason to exist.